everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lecture Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I interviewed Adam Carroll. Adam is an online fitness coach based in Dublin, Ireland. He recently completed in a men's natural physique bodybuilding show. And for anyone who listened back to the earlier episodes, Adam actually featured back as early as episode 14, so this is his second appearance. On today's episode, we spoke about three main topics. The first one being mindset visualization and just starting your day off the right way through doing the work. We then speak about cutting and bulking. So some tips for anyone who is currently doing the bulk coming into the winter season or suggestions and feedback for anyone who's looking to drop a bit of belly fat, look a bit leaner and lose a bit of weight before the holidays. We often speak about some tips on doing those things so you optimise both so you lose as much belly fat as possible while maintaining as much muscle or that you gain as much muscle as possible while keeping your body fat levels low. Alright, so they are the three main topics for this episode. If you do get value from the show, please be sure that you're already subscribing on Spotify and on Apple so you don't miss out on any future episodes. But without further ado, here is this week's episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show with Mr. Adam Carl, who's Factual Physique on Instagram. Hope you enjoy. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Adam Carroll or Mr. Factual Physique. This is Adam's second appearance in the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I will link up his first appearance which is back on episode 14. Adam recently stepped up on stage. He's about four weeks post post uh, competition at this stage, four and a half weeks. So Adam, how are you feeling? Welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. Adrian, thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's It's been a while. But um, yeah, no, all is going good. Delighted to be on. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so tell us. So, you competed four and a half weeks ago at this stage, Adam. So, for any for listeners who don't know Adam's backstory, listen back to episode fourteen. Maybe just want to give people a brief ninety second recap, Adam, for anyone who didn't listen to the earlier episode of who you are and what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were going to get me to, to recap the episode and I was thinking, Jesus, I can't <laughs> Yeah, it was about mindset. It was about uh, overcoming, I know, the challenges, the anxiety that we all yeah, faced yeah. during COVID. It was a really, really enjoyable episode as well. But uh, sorry, Adam, to cut across. Yeah, yeah. so for me, I am um, a bodybuilder now, um, formerly men's physique athlete. Um, I've been an online coach for the last, I think it's five, six years now at this stage. Um, studied sports science in college, so really good background um, in all things science-based. Um, I've, as I said, been coaching the last five, six years, moving into more kind of prep coaching now, more higher-level transformations, um, more kind of bodybuilding coaching, which I absolutely love. So, um, you know, it's, it just makes my job more enjoyable. But, uh, yeah, basically just very focused on self-development myself, um, you know, living every day to the fullest and making sure that, every day is better than the last and that's kind of my mindset and, and my motto you know when it comes to, to coaching my own clients so that's uh that's a quick quick background on me yeah that man we we um we can agree in so much so adam even would have helped me when i stepped up on stage in july uh for the last six weeks adam, adam helped me with her pose and we met in the coliseum gym in dublin i yeah, yeah. uh, got in got out got it done and and you know what it was really really helping man of mine there just because 
the funny thing with bodybuilding, which I didn't realize until I touched base with yourself, was you can be doing the diet and you can be doing the training, but then if you're not able to show it off up on stage, it's like, what really good is it to you? So that was really, yeah. really helpful in my end. That's that's the thing, man, as well. Sorry. Um, like you you were absolutely peeled. Like you're probably the leanest person I've ever seen. Um, you know, to, to step on a stage, you were absolutely shredded. Um, but it was just that that posing that we need to work on and obviously some challenges <laughs> at the start. We, we, I think oh. we a long way i had two left feet starting out like yeah. that's, that's the only <laughs> way the same yeah the <laughs> transitions the four different poses it was just it was all completely new to me but look as you said though adam and let's actually start off on this life is all about self-development what does self-development look like for you for me self-development i think like it really just comes down to like as i said being better than the day before being better than the week before and then really just consistency at the end of the day, but not striving for perfection. I think that's where self-development gets lost so frequently is that people will often like see people online and think that's all they're doing every single day or, um, you know, trying to have the exact same perfect routine every single day to the minute. And it just doesn't happen. Like self-development for me is, as I said, just being better than the day before. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be consistent over time. And when I say consistent, Again, that's not perfection. It's more time on than off um, or doing things for the majority of time. And over time, if we do that for long enough, you know, we develop ourselves, we get better, we improve, we develop our mindset, our body. Um, and I think for most people, just being able to keep moving forward and just improving on themselves, like it can be so, so beneficial and positive. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are happy just staying where they're at. Um, or not that they're happy staying where they're at, but it's just more comfortable. It's easier staying where they're at. Um, but just breaking through that, I think, is is so, so critical and it is definitely necessary for, for people to do. A hundred percent. And if there's one thing that annoys me, man, it is stagnation. Like if mm. I'm reflecting back and seeing this is what this is, let's just uh, relate to the gym. I was doing this this lift last year in the gym and I'm still at the same weight. That'll freaking pee me off or yeah, business-wise, yeah. you can relate it to your physique, you can relate to business, you can relate to Anton really at all. I'm curious though, Adam, on your end, because you're so into self-development like myself, what are some daily practices that you implement? Um, Again, like this is something that changes so frequently with routine. Like my routine doesn't stay the exact same all the time. Um, but there is some things that have always stayed in like as as my staples I guess um, or my foundations um, and what they are is like the journaling um, journaling every morning or when I say every morning it's like more days on than off um, so definitely Monday to Friday journaling every day um, when I started doing that it was going through maybe a template that I found online and now it's just literally opening up my head to write down what am I grateful for today? Like, what am I worried about? What's the struggles that um, I'm dealing with right now? And just getting things onto the paper and getting things out of my head. And the one thing about the journaling that is the reason that it's remained as a staple, it's probably one of the only things, as far as I, I can remember now at the moment, like it's it's one of the only things that is through all the different changes in routine I've had. It's the one staple that's always stuck. Um, and it's because before I get into whatever's going on that day, I do my journaling first thing. So even if I have the busiest day in the world, I have the, my calendar you know, has a million things in it, I do the journaling because then I can get into everything with a much fresher head. And I've kind of pulled myself back, took a breath, and then jumped into the day. Um, so number one is the journaling. And like I 
we'll push that on so many people just get started with it um and a lot of people will think you know i don't know how to journal i don't just literally write words down woo woo. yeah 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 um so that's that's the the main one um besides that you know at, at the moment and another one that I've, I've done for probably two three years now is um like a, an old uh, bob proctor program that um I, I signed up to back like two three years ago as i said uh, thinking into results and it's just a 12-step program um of you know like his his practices and just listen to that they're 15 minute videos and I listen to one every week so i'll listen to the 12 through and then i'll start back again and um, as soon as i finish them so that's something that just keeps that kind of fresh in my head of thinking into results and like what we think about most times what we become so that's another one um like just kind of learning and just again doesn't have to be something new or fancy every week which was the same thing over and over driven that into my head um has been massive but i think other than that you know the routines change all the time in prep it was doing the cardio getting out doing the, the walks every morning at the moment that's not what i'm doing thankfully um you know push the, the walks back a little bit um i think the only other routine is just having having the coffee in the morning at, at yeah the yeah nothing wrong with that either yeah and um i love the way you're touching that though about first of all on journaling um a lot of power in that writing things down i definitely haven't developed that into a habit but one thing that sticks with me adam is similar enough to yourself you write it on paper i'm a big believer in whether you want to call it meditation visualization they're both similar enough in my and even just this morning now i freaking forgot to set the alarm it was like 55 nearly an hour late and yeah. I had to be in the gym to uh, meet a guy for filming. But like yourself, yeah. you know, I said, look, I just want to do five minutes. And it just, it really, really helps relax and put your yeah. head, put your head in, in such a mentally fresher and better headspace. So I'm with yeah. you on that. Um, I so think, there's... I think Adrian, you'd, be, you'd be surprised that that isn't something that I've, I've uh, you know, had in my routine or something I didn't mention. But the thing with me with meditation, anytime I listen to meditation, it just puts me to sleep. I'll just go to sleep. Um, you know, even now um i do meditate but it's lasting at night it's like when i'm sure. going to sleep put a, a spotify or on the ordering app they have meditations and i'll put one on and it will i'll put like a timer on to finish when the the episode or whatever the, yes. the meditation is finishes but what i find is like I, I only listen to the first minute and i'm asleep so i've used it more as a sleep tool than anything <laughs> but it's something i do i do want to get into because i do know that like the power in it but it's just Anytime I've tried it, I've done it first thing in the morning and I'll be sitting here on the chair and next You're sleeping then once you wake so up. I, said, yeah, I, I yeah. can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure of whether you classify what I do with meditation or visualization yeah. because I used to use the app, Adam, I'm sure you're aware of it, called Headspace. And I put on like, yeah, uh, they, they have different audios that might last as little as five minutes to as long as 15, 20, depending on your schedule. And I just found then that I actually operate better. Like yourself, you had a you had a journal and kind of blueprint to go off initially until you developed your own one. And for me, when I close my eyes and I visualize, I visualize so gratitude, what I'm grateful for, some positive affirmations about myself, and then just like some future-based goals and seeing myself as already having achieved those. And so you you mentioned Bob Proctor, who I freaking love. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah, Someone yeah, who I love that I that we spoke about before in the podcast. Obviously, Tony Robbins, I feel, is the yeah. goat in this industry, but also Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do you ever yeah, listen yeah. to any of his work? 
No, I, I actually I haven't. He's he's on my list to uh to listen to. My my uncle um is is big into him as well. He's a mentor of mine, and he went over to Mexico to to one of his courses as well. Oh, so yes, it is something. Yeah, I do need to to start listening to one hundred percent. Um, but I haven't listened to him too much. I don't think, anyways, I haven't haven't dealt too much into his work. Yeah, no, it's it's just crazy. Like people, he does week long live events. And yeah, he's yeah. all about like he's all about your frequency, the energy, your thoughts become things and, and you can think things, as you said, into reality. And yeah. some of the results that he produced in his week long events where he like he does the work with people from 5 a.m. right up to late at night. There's people coming to him in wheelchairs, walking mm. at the end of it. Yeah, people yeah. who are partially blind getting their sight back. Honestly, I don't I didn't even believe that any of this was possible, but it's yeah. just like it's it's just basically breaking my limiting beliefs as to the power of the actual mind and that your yeah. thoughts are things and your thoughts will manifest themselves into reality. So yeah. whether you want to journalist, whether you want to visualize, whether you want to meditate, just be careful what you input into your mouth, into your into your head, and the thoughts that into your mind, they can and they will manifest in reality. Yeah. And the more you think about something, the more energy you put in things, that's just gonna reflect outwardly in your life. Um, so yeah. that's awesome way to is, yeah that, like that's what I think is is uh like nowadays that's probably what's wrong with most people is that most people are manifesting without realizing it but manifest the wrong things and yeah. I, this is something I see, I see time and time again with clients that you know we, we do a check-in every week same way you, yourself will do it your clients and you know you, you have in there um what was the biggest win of last week or what was the biggest struggle and there'll be one minor struggle but because that's the negative and we focus on that negative and we blow it up into something so yeah. much bigger we end up neglecting all those positives and it's like okay even yeah. if the worst thing happened to you last week there's still so many positives it's just that you blew that worst thing up even bigger whereas if we look more into the positives so like i'm very firm believer in even in the worst situation there's positives to come out of it um but yeah just like that kind of manifestation i think a lot of people get lost with manifestation that they don't want to delve into it because they see it as oh you, you just think of something and it appears it's like no you think of something and you think of it over and over again but you also do a, a ton of work you to take get the there. action exactly yeah, yeah. It's, it's not enough just to think about it but you also have to do the work no. as well but, but that's that's even just uh it's it's funny you brought that up because uh whenever i do coaching calls as well adam i'll always start out by saying what's your biggest win the last week and it's like uh, everyone just burst, you know, oh, I, I miss, I, I got only got four out of five gym sessions in and I had 200 extra calories on Saturday. Yeah, but what was your win? It's like yeah, you're yeah, so, yeah. so fast to focus as you said on the negative. I, I sometimes, I'm guilty of this too when I was checking in with my coach. It's like, God, you did 101 great things, but you only focus on that negative thing or you get 101 yeah. positive positive comments on social media but there's one fecker who tells you you look like the size of a five pound note that's the only thing you focus on so yeah, yeah. yeah no i think we're all guilty of this adam but um just on that note and self-development i know for both you and i a big part of our own personal self-development is obviously being physically not only mentally in in good shape but physically too and you're someone obviously who's in fantastic shape you stepped up and stage you built your leanest ever physique and um, just four and a half weeks ago at this stage you're reversing out of it so adam it, it's funny it's like weightlifting and and training it's a continuous cycle of bulking and cutting 
And when yeah. you're bulking, all you want to do is cut because you're leaner. When you're cutting, all you want to do is bulk. Yeah, the grass is always greener. <laughs> so, first of all, for any of our listeners out there, Adam, I mean, why why should we actually, do you have to bulk and cut? And why do people decide to do so? Yeah, so, like, uh, bulking and cutting simply is, bulking is, you know, gaining weight, which is primarily muscle is what we want to gain in the bulking cycle. And then cutting is obviously removing that fast so we can reveal what we we've built in a book um so like for me like wanting to compete and wanting to be competitive doing that cycle is is very very important because yeah. for me stepping on stage i get feedback from judges i you know get my place and i see where i've come and i want to be more competitive i want to get that first place i want to get a natural pro card so for me i need to go away and for me at the moment two years is what i'm taking out to go away and gain um, so it's vital that to put on any decent size, especially as a natural, I need to go away and, and put some serious size on. Um, for the everyday lift or someone who wants to get bigger, you know, bulking is definitely something you need to do. And a lot of people, you know, as much as people want to be lean all the time and want to cut down, you know, it is so important to bulk. Yeah, yeah yourself yeah. included. Yeah, yeah, I'm pointing at myself, man. I haven't yeah. done a freaking bulk since I ran a marathon in 2018. But honestly, I'm doing it this year, Adam. I'm doing it this year. You're so right on that, though. Yeah. It was something that I... You don't know what you don't know. Let's just put it like this. And me stepping yeah. into your world in bodybuilding, God, there was so much that I learned from it. It was such a rewarding process. But the bit, the main feedback for me, for my, for my show, Adam, as you know, was... Just I lacked muscle, particularly in my lats, yeah. in my medial delts, and in my arms, and 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 it's good to get that constructive feedback because it's just it's it's a call to action of what you need to do. It's yeah, a call absolutely. to action to what you need to do. So you're currently in a your transition, obviously reverse dieting out of your out of your show, Adam. How is your own personal bulk going at this stage? Have you a goal weight in mind? And if so, what would that weight be? Yeah, so for me, like it, the the bulk is going good. Like really, just kind of edging into that bulk now, coming out of that reverse. Like, um, the reverse is very much a very crucial stage where it most people say it's harder than the actual prep itself because you've no longer this you know this many weeks away from show to keep things tight and you know you're going to be stepping on the stage. It's now okay, we're starting to gain some weight and we're starting to gain some size, but there's nothing here to say we can't just go crazy and eat all the food and. For yes, us at that point yeah. in time, our, our hunger hormones are just going crazy. You know, they, they constantly Insane. want that food. Um, so it's really, really important to come out at that stage and, you know, have a plan and to to gain very strategically and, and you know, almost be kind of holding back on, on eating too much and keeping calories in check. Um, so for me now, just coming into four and a half weeks, so I'm at that stage where, yes, I'm still hungry all the time, but there's no kind of, like crazy person inside me that's like go to mcdonald's and eat everything inside um yeah, not that that, yeah. that happened but um that has been how it, it has felt yes yeah just eat everything inside and there's no longer this kind of pressure to to stay in that like to stay lean um so now at this stage going into the book it's uh it's gone good there's no weight that i want to get to yeah. um especially for 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 me and uh, my coach, um, you know, if I was to ask him, he's uh, very like black and white, straightforward, um, to the point. And if I was to ask him what weight do you think I'll be, just he'll tell me, he'll tell me when I get there. You know, he'll tell me what. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Not to overthink um, so, it. 
yeah so there's no there's no way i really want to push because i think if i aim for a weight if i say look i want to be i don't know like at the moment i'm, I'm 200 pound if if uh i was to say oh i want to get to 250 in the next two years like you know it's 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 a lot like it's gonna be pushing fat you know it's gonna be chasing fat as well just to get to that weight um so it's really just about the look um for me making sure that body composition stays you know relative and that body fat doesn't shoot massively high i've been there before i've done crazy dirty books i've went off track um you know gained a lot of weight so for me it's very important and you know very important for my coach as well he said he's never going to let me get to that that stage again and i use the the old excuse of bulking to just eat everything inside so yeah yeah a dirty bulk man and and just on that note what are what are some signs that you should bulk or squat um, I think firstly, like it, it comes down to having that second eye. I think having a coach to to explain to you what to do and have a kind of guideline and a plan because you can go down the rabbit hole, go down the extremes of you know you, especially I think for for young kids, young guys, um, like a lot of the time bulking is the option because they have that period where gaining size comes a lot easier and you can almost you know there's that that beginners uh gains you know the people talk about that you can gain muscle and, and lose a little bit of fat at the same time because your body's just getting used to all these these new practices um so for most young guys i'd say bulking is the option now look if you're massively overweight okay you need to you need to pull down a little bit um but even at that i'd say maybe just coming into a maintenance and letting your body sort its own way out if you're training hard if you're eating good food um your body will kind of balance out itself but like people will kind of guess at body fats and say oh if you're this body fat you should cut if you're this body fat you should um you should bulk but i think it really has to come down to that second eye and having someone to guide you because maybe you just need a four week eight week tidy phase and then you need to get into a bulk um maybe you've bulked for a numerous amount of years and now you want to compete or now you want to get in shape or the summer's coming up and you want to cut down um so i think it really has to come down to having that second eye and just having that second opinion um, I would have done it when I was younger, you know, going through different phases and um, myself before having a coach. Um, so I think like, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with trial and error either, you know, of, of making the mistakes of maybe cutting when you shouldn't cut and bulking when you, you shouldn't and just kind of figuring it out for yourself. But the optimal thing to do is going to be having that second eye or asking yes. someone um, what the best thing to do is. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I'm 100% with you on that. And I think part of it as well, Evan, it comes down to your personal standards. Like, Everyone has their own personal standards. For me, I probably won't let myself get beyond maybe 15% body fat. Like, that's just my own personal yeah, standard. Yeah. For someone else, they might be comfortable at 18, they might be comfortable at yeah. 20. For me, that's my cutoff point. So I think yeah. it comes down to the standards that you set for yourself too, and that, okay, you know, if I'm if I'm above this, I'm going to finish bulking and go back into a cut. Or if I'm below yeah. this, I'm comfortable getting back up to that 15, 18, 20%, whatever it is for you before transitioning into a cut because otherwise if you don't set standards for yourself no more than anything else you're just going to find yourself in a constant never-ending cycle of maybe gaining excessive amounts of body fat and just telling yourself you're in a bulk when in reality yeah. you're just getting fat so yes. there is a there is a fine line there what are some misconceptions because this is obviously bulking season what are some misconceptions people have around gaining weight and doing the bulk I think the biggest misconception is thinking that you can't just eat everything inside, you know, that like you're just trying to get calories in. Um, and I've seen, you know, like a lot of guys online recently putting up, you know, bulk and hacks and bulk and tips and just say, you know, I don't know, like loading up a, 
uh, like a, a, a breadstick or a bread roll or whatever, just with Nutella or Biscoff spread and like, oh, this is an easy way to get um, a thousand, two thousand calories in and, you know, a liter of milk as well. And, oh, two thousand calories, easy to get in. And it's just not the way to do it. Like, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be the right thing for your digestive system. It's not going to like that. Your body's not going to like that. Your body doesn't need that amount of fat and carbs. You still need to keep things in check. Um, like, you know, meals for your body, the optimal thing to do is having, you know, four to five meals per day. It is going to be better for you. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it is calories in versus calories out. But at the same time, you know, our body, the optimal way to do things is having those five meals per day from muscle growth for um, gaining, having frequent meals is a lot better as opposed to just having like two large meals of a couple of thousand calories. Um, so I think like, yes, have balance in your diet, but like these kind of crazy diet hacks and bulk and hacks that a lot of young guys are going to see these, um, you know, new TikTokers and, and Instagrammers make. Um, it's just not the right way to do it. Reality. You, yeah, will just, sure. you will just gain fat. You do need to have, you know, your macros in check. You do oh, definitely. Oh, amen. And like, you can eat like an adult or you can eat like an adult. Yeah, yeah. If you eat like an asshole, you're just getting fat quicker than you're gaining muscle. And I think yeah. on top of that as well, people put an overemphasis on the food and on the calories and macros, which obviously are really important. Mm -hmm. But I would argue doing a bulk, what's the goal of doing a bulk? Going back to what you said, it's to put on muscle. So you yeah, need yeah. to do things which actually stimulate muscle growth. The food is going to add the weight, but the freaking training, the intensity, the effort, yeah, the execution yeah. in the gym, that is the most, that's more important than your calories because you could probably still gain a bit of muscle if your calories are at somewhat maintenance your protein is high and you're able to recover obviously it's going to take much much longer but if you're not giving your body enough of stimulus if your execution if your effort in the gym is good enough it does you can talk all about the calories the macros yeah. the 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 micronutrients but your training's got to be on point as well yeah, it's it's like cogs in a machine. You know, each each cog is a is a different factor. Like nutrition being one, training intensity, training itself, your program, like they all you know need to to work simultaneously. Um, but obviously, you know, nutrition is that kind of bigger one that we're always kind of push for. Um, or we need to you know get right. It is kind of the foundation, and then building upon that, like obviously our training intensity, progressive overload. Another thing, um, you know, with uh like gaining size and another kind of misconception when it comes around bulking is just going in and lifting you know whatever you want or picking whatever exercise doing a different plan every day and just doing what you feel like you want to do um like you need to have a strategy you need to have a plan of okay where do i want to bring up where am i lacking areas um you know what is my split how many days am i going to train a week and i don't care if you want to train one day two days three days four days five days a week it doesn't matter just once it's consistent every week um then when it comes to you know our actual progressive overload are we just going in and trying our best to remember what we lifted last week and yeah. you know potentially missing out on getting an extra rep or putting an extra 1.25 kg plate on on a bar um like that has been massive for me like actually tracking my workouts every single workout and just seeing okay last week i done um a, a set of 10 reps um on 40 kg say dumbbells for just i don't know say a, a press um that's not what i do i do a lot heavier but um, just for, <laughs> um, for example say say um then i can look back right, this week no more weight 
Yeah. <laughs> um, like looking back and saying, no, okay, I'm going to get one more rep or maybe 10 is my my upper rep range. So I'm going to move up in weight um, to be able to try get, you know, at least my lower rep range and then just doing it every week. And you can look back then and those just micro increases every week turn into macro increases and um, in terms of what we bring. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, honestly, that that is, is there anything more rewarding than just even adding that 1.25 kilo plate yeah. extra to the bar and being able to lift a bit more than you did, even if it's not last week, last month, yeah. progressive progression. Adam, what we were saying at the start, man, like just as long as we're not stagnant, as long as we're making small yeah. incremental improvements, yeah. this sit in the gym, a hundred percent. 100%. So obviously we spoke about, okay, when you're bulking, when you're cutting your calories in, your macronutrients, not eating like an asshole, eating like an adult. What would you say just in general are your top three bulking and cutting tips? Um, I think, okay, we'll go for, for bulking first. Um, I think with bulking, it's that it still has to be treated. Like, okay, there's a little bit more flexibility there. If like, you know, every now and then, you do want to go for uh you know a night out and have a couple of drinks there's a little more flexibility that you can do that um or if you're going to have one off plan meal a week or have it you know if you're counting your calories and you're able to kind of uh push in different foods excellent um but i think it still does need to be treated you know accordingly and it still does need to be strategic and not just eat everything inside so it still has to you know be treated like a cut yeah. or a fat loss phase um to a degree um, and you'll notice as well when I started doing that myself and switched over a number of years ago to actually treating a bulk like a cut, I like I as like I'm a natural athlete, but I felt like I was on steroids. Just a difference in like muscle gain from yeah. bulking like an idiot to bulking like um you know ha- actually having a plan. Um, so that'd be the first one. Have like like have a, a strategy in your bulk. Um, the next one I think would be to have a goal. Um, to know what you're kind of working towards so you don't just go okay I'm bulking for the next five ten years and you know you just keep gaining 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 and you do add extra tissues up so have a goal or kind of end point um, because that's what makes preps and fat loss phases so successful because there is an end point that you're working towards um, so have have it have an end point um, and then lastly I think with bulking it is that progressive overload it is it is tracking your lifts um, and optimizing your, your sessions and making sure intensity is there um i won't lie in, in my last six weeks probably of, of prep i hated training because every week i was just getting weaker and weaker energy was dropping off and now my favorite part like it was my the part of the day that i absolutely hated now my favorite part of the day is training because every session i go in i'm so excited to be like okay can i get another you know <laughs> the bar? i get another rep like it's the competitive nature comes out me that I'm like 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's super exciting. Yeah. Man, so. I, I remember I can absolutely agree with you 100% that training, you freaking dreaded it, Jordan. It got yeah. to a point where it got to a point where if I was unracking the bar or I was looking for an extra five kilo weight and I had to walk across the gym, I, I sometimes I'd be as lazy. Yeah. I wouldn't freaking get it. I just say, you know yeah. what? I could not be arsed today yeah. putting that it's like it's crazy you, gonna... you genuinely you feel like a zombie like I even the, the last kind of three four weeks I stopped like doing my steps every day I stopped taking the dog out with me for my steps because even just that pull on the lead was he was too pulling much. you that bit more yeah it either, it either frustrated me which when it when it shouldn't um, or else it was like that pull almost is pulling me over 
and he's not he's a pretty good dog he doesn't really pull too much um so it, it's funny but it's just that extra kind of tug just nearly well, I was even thinking if someone was like even a kid was to go and push me I'd probably fall over yeah um, <laughs> the extremes, you know, that's how strong you, the, that's the extreme of it what would you say so are your top three pudding tips for anyone looking yeah. to drop some belly fat again like have a goal um so have the an end points that you're working towards whether that is um you know like obviously the main point of a, a, a fat loss phase you know even it is for a lifestyle you're, you're looking to to bring down fat and to to keep it there and to keep it as sustainable that can you it's for like a photo shoot or it's for a competition you're obviously going past that sustainable side of things and um, but i think all of them need to have some type of end goal that you're working towards um, for lifestyle as well it's like have phases have targets throughout that's like you're not just pushing for this long-term goal that can get lost sometimes because with a lifestyle goal it could be two three years that you're working on fat loss and uh, potentially you know, there's a lot of fat there to be lost so to make sure that you aren't becoming complacent it's like have like a, a, a target every couple of months that's like okay here's my milestone here's my like whether i say tell my clients Put in, in in our calendar your birthday um holidays any kind of events that are going on so we can use those as our kind of set points that we work towards so we're always kind of just having these shorter term goals so yeah. definitely phased so approach have a, have a goal a phased approach yeah. yeah um second one would be again this this uh like a balance it's like if it's for lifestyle if it's for that sustainable change it's have a balance in your food still silly foods that you enjoy don't cut yeah. foods you don't over restrict um and then if it is you know a, a prep or a, a photo shoot um something where you know everything matters you know the food, every bit of food we put in our body does matter because it all comes down to digestion comes down to um bloating comes down to what's going to um work best for performance in the gym um you know timing of foods that all matters so i think on both sides it's like cutting um top top kind of tip for cutting um when it comes to sustainability it's enjoy food and have a mix of foods um and don't cut foods out that you enjoy and then when it comes to like the more kind of serious side of a prep or um a photo shoot prep don't have you know flexibility because every bit of food does matter yeah uh, so yeah you, you, there, you have you know, to tighten the belt yeah it's a yeah, point yeah. line exactly yeah. what do you want to do what are you willing to do what won't you do yeah and then last one i think is as we were saying there as it comes to you know a tail end of a fat loss phase um like the performance in the gym definitely does slip but i think it's not letting it slip too early um I've seen it in the past. People start a prep and straight away it's oh, I need to drop weight because I'm on prep. I'm getting weaker. Um, so it's I think like listening to your body in the gym and not listening to the thoughts or like just drilling that into your head that oh I'm on prep I need to lower weights. So yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like fight with those weights every week. Yeah, other clients that can gain you know gain um like a lot of a lot of clients especially livestock clients more so will be able to continue to gain strength in, in a fat loss phase um, and even yeah. even clients as well. Um, and it's only those last couple of weeks, but there is people that will just have that thought process built into them that, oh, when I, I'm on prep, I need to drop weight. So I'm weaker. just going to become a weakling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, and even particularly, that's why I like doing always, with any of my own current program or my clients, I'll always include some body weight exercise. And what you yeah. will notice, uh, particularly even doing the cut, like if you're exercise, like chin-ups, for instance, 
steroids are good in that with the decrease in body weight you actually might hit prs in those because oh 100 yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're 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 carrying and you're pulling the lighter weight or tricep dip so there look there's multiple metrics of success as you were saying adam yeah. and i think it's really rewarding like just on me i've never enjoyed my training as much as the last like three weeks just doing the lean bulk calories are good training's good and yeah. performance in the gym has really improved as well so for anyone out there, like if, if you are relatively lean and you are looking to gain a bit of size, you have to accept that there will come an increase in body fat. But mm. just reframe and managing your mindset and understand that there's also going to come an increase in strength and an increase in muscle. And not to weigh up and put all of your self-work just on how you look, but also on how you perform. That's personally been something that's been yeah, really absolutely. helpful helpful for me, Adam. Um, yeah. Adam, so this has been great, the, the second appearance. First of all, for any of our listeners who didn't get a chance to listen back to episode 14, which I'll link, where can they find out a bit more about you and what you've to offer, Adam? Um, so Instagram will be where I'm most active at the moment. Um, that is Adam underscore Factual Physique. Um, and then on TikTok is Factual Physique, I believe. But you find me on, on all platforms. Um I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. I'll link your ID in the show notes yeah, awesome. for fact. So factual physique. And finally, Adam, because this is the lifestyle lifter show, even though we kind of touched on earlier on, what is your definition of living a successful lifestyle? Um, I think like happiness is is success. Um, I I was only reading there earlier on that. Um, it was in Stephen Bartlett's uh book, Happy Sexy Millionaire, saying that like you know, people are constantly trying to push, you know, a millionaire would think, oh, I need two to three million to be happy. Uh, someone who has two to three million would think, oh, I need to have 10 million. Um, you know, we're always trying to push for this, like, level of happiness. Um, whereas I think we need to just find happiness on a day-to-day -day basis and do more things we enjoy um, rather than, say, scrolling through Instagram reels or TikTok and trying to find them short bursts of enjoyment. And playing that long game of like doing things that are challenging, that is the real win. Like people are always trying to get to this place where they're gonna have this piece of this happiness. It's like every day is is that piece of happiness. You just have to find it. Um, you know, the work, the struggle, the challenge that you have to find enjoyment in that. Um, because that is what you're gonna be doing for the majority of the time. It's like people living for the weekend or working Monday to Friday, hating their life, but they're living for those two days. It's like you need to find like peace it shouldn't be these like specific days that are the happy days it should be every day so it's just trying to work on that and find that um, and for me I've, I've caught myself in, in these kind of roots in the past as well where I will kind of spend you know realize that I oh, I don't have any time and then I look back at my phone it's like well you, you scroll on TikTok you caught, you caught yourself scrolling on TikTok or Instagram reels for two hours um, and that was something that I really worked on over the last while just said okay, I need to stop doing that. I need to go out and do things I enjoy. So every day I go up the mountains or I go for a big long walk. Whereas before I would have said, oh, I don't have time because I'm stuck here. I'm looking at reels or different things like that. So it's like cutting those short-term enjoyments out because they don't serve you any purpose to finding those more challenging things that have massive long-term value and purpose. Amen, brother. Amen in that. And I need to constantly remind myself of this too. But as one of my friends, uh, Polly MacDonald, he said mm -hmm. to me, he he to quote him appreciate the small things in life yeah the morning coffee the morning walk getting up at sunrise being able to go to the gym because 
when we look back, those small things might actually turn out to be big things. And I think, as you said, just being in the moment, not always wishing that you're there because once you get there, you're going to feel the exact same way you feel now. So as you said, just focus on the process rather than the outcome and appreciate the small little things in life. What a fantastic yeah, way to, to, to wrap absolutely. up another episode of the show, my man. Adam, thanks so much again for hopping on. I will post uh, for, for everyone. Please follow Adam on Instagram. And also, if you got value from the show, please tag myself, tag Adam on IG. He's at, at Factual Physique. I'm at, at Mac Lifestyle Lift, so, uh, at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. And if you're not already doing so, I would appreciate if you tap the follow whether you're listening on Apple, whether you're listening on Spotify, because of all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, podcasts is generally the slowest one to grow. And it's only from lifestyle lifters and listeners like you spreading the good word. So I would really appreciate that. Adam, thanks again for hopping on. Great episode again, my man. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. I'm sure we'll do it a third time. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Chat to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Adrian.